Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Friday, July 15th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. President Biden made efforts to restore ties with Palestinian leaders during his trip to the Middle East today. He announced a commitment to peace talks and more than $100 million in U.S. aid for a hospital as part of a historic trip to the Palestinian neighborhood of East Jerusalem. So even if the ground is not ripe at this moment to restart negotiations, the United States and my administration will not give up on trying to bring the Palestinians and Israelis and both sides closer together. The president now heads to Saudi Arabia for a controversial meeting with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Europe's current heat wave could be the hottest in over 250 years. Temperatures across Portugal and Spain have been in the 100s for a week, and heat waves are especially deadly in Europe because air conditioning is not as common as it is in the U.S. England is considering declaring a national heat wave emergency for the first time. That's according to Sky News. Temperatures are expected to remain high for the rest of the month. The House of Representatives is making an attempt to restore abortion rights after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last month. Lawmakers are expected to vote on two Democrat-backed bills today. The first would stop authorities from arresting and charging women with a crime if they travel to a different state to get an abortion. The second bill would basically turn Roe v. Wade into the law of the land. But both bills are never expected to make it past the Senate. Texas is suing the Biden administration, saying a federal order requiring hospitals to provide abortions in emergency circumstances steps on the state's sovereign right to regulate the procedure. Texas will soon enact one of the country's strictest abortion bans. In the lawsuit, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton says the White House guidance, quote, forces hospitals and doctors to commit crimes and risk their licensure under Texas law. Tom Brady says being wealthy is the hardest part about raising his kids. Now, before you get all huffy, hear him out. Here he is on Spotify's Drive podcast. We have people that clean for us. We have people that make our food. We have people that drive mm-hmm. us to the airport if we need that. You know, we get off the we get off a plane and there's people waiting there for us and we get ushered in. And it's just that's my kid's reality, which is the hard part to say, guys, this is not the way reality really is. Brady says he and his wife, supermodel Giselle Bunchen, were both raised in low to middle class families, but still recognize their privilege. Ah, New York, the city that never sleeps because everyone's working so hard to make their rent. Rent is too damn high. The average rent in Manhattan has reached a new peak, over $5,000 a month. With tight supply and increased demand as New Yorkers return to the city, prices are up nearly 30% from last year. Perennial New York City candidate Jimmy McMillan has it right. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk with a senior correspondent at Insider about his recent psychedelic trip on ayahuasca and why the spiritual journey is not for everyone. 
The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Notion, Unifor, and SalesLoft. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. If you know anything about ayahuasca, then you probably know it's a hallucinogen that is supposed to open your mind and change your life. It's technically a drink made from two vines found in the Amazon that contains DMT. The ritual of drinking ayahuasca dates back a thousand years, but insiders Mattathias Schwartz drank the hallucinogen in a cave in the western U.S. He's here to talk about his drug-induced experience. Hey, Mattathias. Hey, hi, Dave. So you took ayahuasca before, but why did you decide to take it again recently? Well, I was kind of in a rut. You know, I'd spent a lot of time indoors during the pandemic. Um, my son, the older one, was now three. He and I weren't always like getting along as much. And sometimes he would say, you're a bad guy. And I would like sort of know what he was talking about. That, that didn't feel good. Mm. Um, so I felt like I just kind of needed like a, a hard reset, if you will. Walk me through the actual ceremony itself. How does it go down? How many people are you with uh, before you actually drink the thing? It was probably around 20 people and everyone's got their little station. Like you're all in a circle and everyone's got their, their yoga mat and sleeping bag and blankies and stuff. And you've got like a bucket to purge or vomit into and you have some tissues to like clean up and wipe your nose. In this group, everyone lines up, and, and the uh, the person leading the ceremony, Sadie, she's in the middle, and she comes forward and gives a short talk, and then serves the ayahuasca to everybody, like, one at a time. And how does it look, smell, taste? It doesn't taste so bad. It doesn't taste great. This ayahuasca was, like, a kind of red-brown sludge. It was, like, a little bit spicy. You know, it's nothing you would definitely aren't, like, savoring the taste i'm imagining like a a very rustic bloody mary like it's red it's disgusting it makes you barf but maybe it uh, gives you a little bit of a high yeah well or i mean or an experience (laughs) no i mean it's it's very one thing about just just like just to level set it's very Mm. very strong it's really strong stuff it's not something to be done like lightly or casually it's not like some party drug it's too strong and too introspective. So Matt, what was it actually like drinking the ayahuasca? What did you feel physically, but also what did you feel emotionally and mentally? I drank it on two consecutive nights, didn't throw up the first time, did throw up the second time. While you're drinking it, you're laying down on like your pillows and stuff, and you're very weak. You you can barely walk, and there are watchers and helpers there if you need to use the bathroom. You're not just disoriented. You're like physically drained mentally. You're just really not entirely there. You're kind of in this other place. Fun. Um, I thought a lot about different people I loved, um, how I'd wronged them. So it was just a lot of guilt. And then I spent a lot of time crying. There was a very terrifying moment when I realized my own smallness and the universe's indifference to humanity in general. Um, And this was sort of visualized as a bunch of kind of glowing pagan idols. And it was utterly horrifying. And I had to sort of, you know, reach and be like, okay, turn it off, you know. So what was it like after you finished? You know, like when you went home after all of this, did you feel like a changed man? Did you feel like you got what you were looking for? So 
ayahuasca seems to give you all these insights and you sort of leave with all these insights. If you don't make immediate changes to your environment, however, and like put those insights into action, your environment is just going to kick back in and, and drag you back to wherever you were before. So I go home and I try to reach out to people, tell them that I appreciate them. Um, often I, you know, move furniture around in my house, swap rooms. Mm. That seems like little stuff, but it's, it, it, it isn't. So do you think that ayahuasca is something you would recommend people try once in their lives at the very least? Or is it really for a specific type of person? Um, well, it was, it's such, it was been such a profound experience for me. Now, is it something that everyone on earth needs to do once? Probably not. Uh, and I, and people could probably go on their merry way without it. Um, and if I, you know, saw you at a dinner party or knew you already, or you were one of my friends, I'd probably be pushing it a lot harder. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, thank you so much. This is all really interesting stuff. Mattathias Schwartz is a senior correspondent at Insider. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Rebecca Ibarra. And Dave Smith. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider. And we had extra help this week from Alan Haberchak. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend.